Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things mecha. Jump ship incoming. All right, all right, all right, and welcome to the latest episode of Mobile Armor Radio. I am your host, Chopper, and I am joined today with... Brian. And Rob. Uh, what do you mean your host? This is two in a row, Pat. You're cheating. No, no, no. I am. I'm taking over now. Oh. This is a. This is a coup. Well, this, this a, way only this he has to remember the intro and what number we're at. He'll yes. never remember that anyway. So, right, well, we already dis- discussed that I started off incorrectly because it is episode thirty-seven. Or those of you who like to live in the real world, season four, episode one. Fourth, fourth year doing this. This is. It's, it doesn't seem like it, does it? It does not. It is. But, it's definitely know, flown. I guess when it's not work, not work. Yeah. Is, I thought yeah. you were saying, I guess when it's not working. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it's not working, we just keep on doing keep it. Keep on doing it. <laughs> Ignorance yeah. is bliss, as they say, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on into the dropship, I guess. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Yes. <laughs> dropship landing. All right, welcome to the dropship, and this is the little segment, if you're new, where we talk about what we've been doing and working on, and for me, it's going to be ultra short again. <laughs> I had grander plans, I know we talked about it in the last episode, uh, but I got to organize the basement, and then it became so much of a chore that took all week for me to get it done, that I didn't get a chance to work on the big giant Neo Zhang that I was planning on doing. Uh, but that's still coming soon. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it soon. Uh, but other than that, uh, I did play a game of Alpha Strike. Oh, nice. For the first time, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I did lose. Uh, it's a stinking clan. Stupid ghost bear. <laughs> ghost bear, <baby. laughs> Uh But I, I didn't... Lose all the mechs. I did lose on points because we were playing a scenario. So let me be clear that I was on on the verge of destroying Ghost Bear, but then at that point I would not have enough mechs to take <laughs> uh, enough points to overtake and win in the end. I would just like <laughs> to say this should be in Comstar, not in Dropship. But hey, should it? Yes. Well, then why did you let me keep talking? <laughs> because this was season four, episode one. We had to keep them guessing. <laughs> oh, well. All right. We'll, we'll come back to that. <laughs> uh, other than that, then I did nothing. As far as working on anything. I, I, I did nothing, right? I think so. All right. Rob, what did you get done? <laughs> I did nothing either. But, well, I did uh, 3D print some mechs from... Uh, I joined a Patreon called Some Assembly Required, and uh, they're doing, like, really highly detailed Battletech mechs, so I printed some up of those, and they turned out really nice, and I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, other than that, I haven't done nothing. We gotta, uh, we're discussing, we gotta start hobbying and do, taking a night every week to start hobbying, because I haven't done anything. No, it's true. I can't remember last time I hobbied. We need to, we need <laughs> to do that, for sure. And yeah. I'm thinking Monday nights are going to be good. And uh, plus, you got to. Uh, I got to figure out what cav I have, and then you can make a list for me, and I can paint it up. That's what we should do, so I can bring them when I see you. Oh, all right, let's do that. Maybe let's make that. let's let's make that plan. We'll make a plan to so I can paint up some cav, cav strike force. What yes. are they called? Cav? Are they called strike forces? I I have to really catch up on cav. I haven't really cracked the book since I got it, so. I don't know if it's Strike Force or not, or it's just an army. I'm not sure. Yeah. So, anyways, got to get into that. Plus, yeah, I'd like to play some Alpha Strike too. But you got enough mechs there. Anyways, Brian, what about you? Do anything? <laughs> well, not per se, but I'm preparing to do things uh, that will be hobby related. Um, for those listeners out there, uh, may have might be aware of now i i have moved into a a new house uh i have finished doing that over the course of june and uh did boy did it take a while 
But because um, <laughs> you but, only moved one box in a day. Well, it was more of like we didn't get to close on the house until halfway through the month, which left us only one day, like that weekend, to actually move everything. So we didn't get to move piece by piece like we'd wanted to. Are you coming uh, from an apartment to a house? Is that yes? Yeah, so it was, you had to get out of the apartment before you, <laughs> the end of the month. There was there was definitely a bit of that. Uh, plus, uh, for those uh, listeners out there, I also had a kind of wedding celebration on my one year anniversary um, just this uh, the weekend before this recording. So congratulations! Yeah, Again. thank you. I'm not congratulating you. You did it last year. You can't do it every year, Brian. <laughs> I do what I want. Um, but uh, but with that, the, one of the big benefits of the new house is that we have a nice big basement space, um, which is going to work really well for both. Uh, we're going to have a kind of make a little den out of it with a with a video game. A lot of the video games are going to be down there in one one area. We're going to have tabletop uh, space. I've, I've actually already unpacked and, and set up a bookshelf with a bunch of the tabletop and board games that I've got. Like <laughs> I've got a whole little bookshelf for all my Mantic stuff already. He hasn't unpacked um, his clothes, but he's got this done. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, couldn't find your mic, you but know, you got your games out. <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, but, uh, and then with that, we, we also have a little kind of section of, of the basement that's we've planning to devote to like hobby craft room um and so which as of like this last weekend our hobby table itself like we got a nice big l-shaped desk um and and we're gonna set that up down there and that's gonna be the hobby table so um soon i will be back and modeling and getting stuff together and so there's there's a bit of like house engineering like does does fixing a faucet like replacing a faucet count as as mech? Uh, it's, mech it's mech repair. Unless your house transforms into a <laughs> yes, robot, <right. laughs> maybe it does. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't. That's the third season reveal. That's the big thing. I'm I'm Fourth learning season. that I I need to get a lot more uh, <laughs> tools, <laughs> as it were. Yeah, like you, you don't realize what back. you don't have until you need them, right? Right, right. So so there's I did get a lawnmower which is kind of another mech in a way <laughs> it, it transforms in that the handle collapses in on it and it's battery powered so yeah can it turn so, into a uh, veritech though i'll i'm gonna put some wings on it now <laughs> <laughs> just paint it like a, one of those painted up a skull squadron <laughs> that's right can you mow your lawn in a battleoid mode They're probably, probably. i i have a very tiny lawn it's oh, kind of hilarious um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's it, the move and, and the, the wedding prep stuff has, uh, had definitely overtaken a lot of the extra time. My wife just messaged me because she can hear us recording and she says no wings on the <laughs> lawnmower. Oh, it's beginning already. <laughs> so yeah, fun times were had. No wings. Oh. Come on. <laughs> we'll see what we can do about that. All right. <laughs> All right. Well. She still heard us. <laughs> so next you. project is sound baffling. <laughs> <laughs> but, right. uh, but yeah, so um, that's, that's kind of what I have done and have planned for hobby. Well, we're going to change that real soon. I think me and Rob are going to make a conscious effort and we're going to drag everyone down with us and yeah, now that you got your own place to do it you don't have to do it in the living room or anything brian you can you can come out and hang <laughs> you can come hang hobby now <laughs> yeah just get something set up down in the basement yeah and if your wife wants to paint she's welcome to come hang out too my wife's done it yeah sometimes there you go all right well, then let's uh, wrap up this very short bit of things we didn't do and let's move on to the Comstar where I already started talking. Yeah, see, at least I padded out this episode, this uh, section a bit. <laughs> yeah. Message from Comstar. I'm Brian. And I'm Rick. From Dead Zone the Podcast. And you're listening to Mobile Armor Radio. 
All right, welcome to Comstar. This is the movies, books, comics, RPGs, video games, games, TVs, fire trucks uh, <laughs> that we do. Uh, as I spoke earlier, I played a game of Alex Strike, lost uh, by points to uh, <laughs> Stupid Ghost Bear. Uh, <laughs> if you missed it in the last segment, that's yeah, just... Sorry, re- rewind if you want to hear what happened. <laughs> Uh, did I do anything else? Uh, I played Alpha Strike. I don't think I did much either. Uh, worked a little bit more in the Mecha Hat world uh, on my off time, uh, which we need to get going and do that again. So many things to do, so little time. I know. Little days in the week. We need nine-day weeks or something. Well, the problem is we have so much to do, and, and we don't do any of it. It's not like we don't get it all done. We don't do any of it. I blame Siv. <laughs> You've said that before. I think I, I blame... Uh, and know. Talisman. I'm going to blame Talisman now, too. I'm going to blame the heat. I'm going to blame the humidity. Yeah. It is true. I'm, it's not the heat. It's the humidity. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blame the South. Oh. What, why don't they include humidity as a, a factor you have to manage in Battletech? Yeah. It's yeah, all about sure. the heat. Heat sure. and humidity. Yeah, but humidity would be way worse. So you, you know, you're on a, like a swamp world. That'd be terrible in that cockpit. I mean, just think of what that moisture is just rusting everything. Yeah, especially with salt water. I, I knew people it's who lived terrible. near, near uh, oceans, and yeah, all their electronics get screwed up by the salt water. It's true. Uh, I didn't watch any TV. I don't <laughs> watch any movies. I just, just ignoring th- us. <laughs> just moved on. <laughs> We're moving on. Uh. There's not been any new mech stuff out recently as far as TVs and movies are concerned, has there? No, uh, oh. like Gun- Gundam's coming up soon. Yeah, Gundam's got some, some big stuff coming. Yeah, the Hathaway. I'm waiting for Hathaway, that. So. Yeah. Well, they right. did recently post in, in the U.S. Netflix uh, the uh, Gundam movies. Yep. Uh, the original also. Gundam movie trilogy uh, posted on Netflix. Oh. So if you want to catch up on those... And I think they have the original English dub. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, I think I, I heard that. They have an English dub. I'll have to check it out then. Which I don't think my DVDs have that. No, mine were all subtitles. So, I can't but then, why don't, you, uh, why don't you take it from here then, Brian? Sure. So, uh, I already mentioned that. I did get one episode into uh, Pacific Rim Black. <laughs> And I did thoroughly enjoy it. It's just things then happened, and I haven't gotten to watch it again. Um, but uh, I, I, I really dug that that first episode. It really, like, like the the movies so far, you know, definitely focus on okay, big kaiju fighting, um, you know, giant robot, and uh, but. I know you guys have talked about Pacific Rim Black a little bit, but it definitely opens with that kind of more small scale. Like, let's look at what the collateral of a kaiju, you know, Jaeger fight is. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Uh, and and, and that, that's handled really well. Um, I also, speaking of kaiju, I did see um, Godzilla versus Khan, or Khan versus Godzilla. Uh, did I mention that last time? Was that a whole month ago? It might have been. I think that together. was in last month. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I think it was because it came out beginning yeah. of last month, right? June has kind of been a blur, not going to lie. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I I watched that. Uh, I've been playing. I've continued to play um, Front, Front Mission 3 uh, on, on, uh, on my PS3, as it were. Um, and it was funny because like the, the story, like the, I was, I was using a walkthrough just to kind of, you know, read into like, okay, wh- how should I prepare for this mission? Just cause you know, I'm going through the story and everything, but, um, not going to find every secret. It's like, there's, there's a lot of minutia, like it, it's definitely a nerds game, <laughs> um, where I think I mentioned before, like there's there's all these like web forums in the game, and if you manage to like look through these emails and figure out these passwords and do this, that like you can you can just find out like other little 
tiny details that don't really do anything in the game, uh, but are just kind of like neat. Um, so I was using a guide for a good chunk of it, and then the guide just ends, <laughs> like, like around mission uh, thirty or something like that, thirty or forty. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm getting close to the end of the game, and then uh, and then like the game kept going. I'm like, this is such a weird spot for it to end. <laughs> it doesn't feel like we're building towards the climax yet. And then sure enough, like I looked at another guide real quick, and it was like, oh yeah, there's like 60 missions in that story arc. I'm like, oh, so continue to play through that. Um, and then I've got another game I'm, I'm working through leading up to, I did get, so uh, Cyberpunk 2077 just got put back on the PlayStation Network. Mm-hmm. And I purchased and downloaded that because I've been wanting to play and I was hoping to get the PS5 upgrade <laughs> um, option with it being a digital download. Uh, so we'll see if that works out. Yeah, I think it. I think it is. When you buy the one, it's good for both. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be, but I don't know if you have to do some kind of crazy finagling to get the PS5 version. Then, but anyway, because I, so. I think for all, it, I, yeah, I think it just it's in your. It'll be in your uh, library or whatever when you get. It. Do you have your PS5? You don't have a PS5 yet. I don't have a PS5 yet. You're just waiting. Yeah. But. Yeah. I played so, on PS4 and it worked fine. Anyways, I played all the way through twice and two and a half times and it's uh, it's worked fine. Like people complain, yeah. but yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited to to play that one. But I I did start on another game and so I'm like <laughs> I need to finish one of these before I can start another one. Um, but that's fine. So I'm excited to check that out. And then um, one of the other games I've I've played that's it's kind of mech tangent or, or you know adjacent <laughs> is um, the five parsecs from home. It's a miniature agnostic game. Uh, it's from uh, Mephodius, I believe is their name, um, and and essentially it is a from the ground up solo sci- like sci-fi campaign game. Um, <laughs> where you have like a small crew of like four to eight uh, characters and you like randomly generate scenarios and enemies and bad guys, you know, you're rolling dice for a lot of this stuff. And then, uh, and then it's just like a quick little skirmish battle, but like a good chunk of it is kind of this like neat world building part leading up to your fight so it's like okay so you you establish you roll up this is the world that you're you're on um you know you you're looking for jobs to do you might have rival characters like you know villains and stuff tracking you down uh you you can find like main quest kind of things uh to to keep the the story moving and and so on and um and then and then you have a fight and it's uh it's really it's a really neat system uh i'm really digging it it doesn't have a lot of mechs in it currently you you can bring on robot companions which is fun um they don't you don't use experience points to level them up you buy upgrades for them um and so uh but yeah, it's uh, it's really neat. I'm I'm excited to keep playing. I did I did one encounter, like one campaign turn so far, which is kind of going through that whole process of okay, you're on the world, you look for work, you know, you you find trouble, as it were, and uh, continue from there. So uh, I'm I'm definitely digging it. I'm using a lot of my Mantic minis <laughs> uh, to to play the game, so that's a lot of fun. And then. Um, I think the only other thing is uh, I've kind of had going on was uh, coming up in August. Uh, a friend of ours is putting on uh, Adam Kinney is putting on a Dead Zone tournament. That's two hundred points, and I think I've decided that uh, what I'm going to do for my team is I'm going to go GCPS. I'm going to bring my Earth Federation forces, <laughs> and I'm going to bring two Striders. Uh, 
to 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 the fight because I just painted up two of them and I'm like, I want them on the table. Let's do this. Points, you can you can sneak them in there. It's not the soundest strategy, but no. it's going to be fun. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting with the uh, solo games right now. It's, they're very popular. Like ever since uh, was it Rangers of Shadow Deep was like the first one I really knew about that had same idea. Mm. Now yeah. everybody seems to be doing it. Even uh, Stargrave has a solo mode now. And, mm-hmm. like, like a lot I've heard a lot of people like that one. Yeah. So it's it's uh, becoming a thing. Solo gaming. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Necessity is the mother of selling things. It's right. uh, Hopefully, we won't need it again, but we'll see. But yeah, uh, yeah. well, it it does. It, it's it's interesting with five parsecs. Like it's designed from the ground up to be yeah a solo campaign, but it can be it can easily become a both a co op game where you're playing against the AI. And uh, and even a kind of RPG style game where you know you can have one character being the villains and like running a you know kind of uh, dungeon master kind of experience. So uh, it's it's really neat. I like it. So what are you up to, Rob? Oh, nothing. Uh, yeah, it's it's been. Uh, I'm still reading books. I've been reading the BattleTech books in chronological order. I'm Almost up into the Dark Age, which is probably bad, but I'm kind of—I've never read anything about all that whole area, and it's—I've heard a lot of bad stuff about it, so I'm, I'm curious to hear to see how it is. But uh, yeah, getting there with the BattleTech books, moving along, and they're—they're they're putting out new ones all the time from uh, Catalyst, so I'll never be caught up. It's never going to end. But <laughs> I need—I need to get a book, um, like a mech book series. Um, because I, I I think that's that's the next thing I should have on my reading radar is to get some of those written or read. Yeah. Well, yeah. The like BattleTech's got literally thousands of books, so there's yeah, always that. But, uh, but the problem with those is a lot of them are you have to know which ones to read because there's some that lead into others, and some books just end in the middle of a story. Like there's a lot like that where it's like, wow, if I bought this book when I was a kid, I'd be very upset. <laughs> Because you're like, oh, it doesn't have any resolution. It just ends here. And now I've got to go find the next one. But uh, luckily, <laughs> in today's society, it's easy to find the next book. And, uh, yeah, I'll just be continue reading them. Uh, other than that, there's uh, news, lots of news. There's, uh, I don't know if anybody's heard, there's this thing called a pandemic. I don't know if you've heard about this, but it's, uh, I guess, uh, once again in China, though, a lot of the... Uh, Ports are getting shut down, so all our Kickstarters are getting oh. delayed. So both Battletech Wave 2 and Redline have been delayed because of this. Not to mention that once they get to the ports in uh, in the United States, they're sitting in the ports and they are unloading because there's so many ships to unload. So now there's a shortage of uh, containers to go back to China. So it's like it just it just continues to be more trouble. So if it's not ships being stuck in canals, now it's the fact that you just can't unload things fast enough. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sounds union. Sounds union to me. Well, I think hmm. it's just right now they probably don't care. They're just trying to get everything off. But I know at BattleTech we're talking that they, uh, it's pretty extortion, pretty much. Is that in China they're like, oh yeah, we can we can move you up the list if you pay us. <laughs> so That's it's, right. So they they pretty much had to pay an extra seventeen thousand dollars or something like that to get their stuff moved up the line. Oh jeez. Wow. Yeah. They're they're like, once again they're a big enough company that they can kind of do that and they have you know they have revenue streams outside of Kickstarter but imagine you're just some Kickstarter like I know uh, Mechatop and Redline and like a lot of these are just stuck they're not paying extra like I think Redline's farther along luckily I think they're just stuck at the ports they're, they're yeah out to China at least but I think it's all done right they just got to pack it up well I think it's got to get to them they're just stuck at the ports and. Uh, so, but Mechatop, I know that that game kickstarted a while ago, and they're stuck in China, and they're just a small company. They're not going to be able to get it out until this is all over. So, I guarantee they'll be probably be almost a year before they get their their stuff out of there. This is crazy. I, I I hope people like backers and and customers and stuff can be, you know, hopefully understanding of that. Well, like it, that's <laughs> yeah, you know, it's out of your control. A, like it's <laughs> out of everybody's control. Yeah. It's one thing if they like mismanaged it or whatever, but you can, right, you, right. How how can you manage around something like this? It's impossible. So it's almost an act of God. So you can't <laughs> really fight it. 
But yeah, I, I know there's already, like, you go on the forums, there's already people yelling in. It's like, what do you, what do you want them to do? Teleport? You yeah. invent teleporting, they'll bring it here. Go down to the docks and unload it yourself. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure a lot of people would volunteer for that. Mm. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast was announced. Rise of the Beasts. It's a multiple. So it's a sequel to the Bumblebee, Bumblebee movie. Sort of set right. in the same world as the Beavers. Bumblebee, Bumblebee, Bumblebee 2. But it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be Beast Wars. I, I was never a Beast Wars guy. I don't know. I was too old, I think. Pat, I'm sure you're the same as me. Oh, uh, yeah. Did you ever watch Beast Wars? Oh, yeah. It, it was actually, I dare say, it was probably one of my first entries into the Transformers series. for a lot of people, yeah. that's yeah. That, that was a major series back Because I, I really didn't series. grow up with the, the yeah, it would have been the 90s, because the same yeah. people that did Reboot. Um, was the Beast Wars, as they used that new animation and everything, too? Yeah, it was all CGI at the time, yep. Yeah. Yeah, 90s CGI. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's what always turned me off about it. I've heard the story's great, but it's just, yeah, that 90s CGI. Just, ooh. Yeah, Reboot, it, it was, was... Reboot was kind of built into the show. So it kind of worked with, you know, like it was, it was all supposed to be in the computer. So it kind of didn't matter how bad the CGI was. Right. No, yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely one of those shows that, I, so one of my fr- friends of the show, um, Nick Azumi, uh, did rewatch Beast Wars recently and he did really like it. Yeah. So, um, I, I, you know, he, he's also able to look past, yeah. you know, bad, <laughs> uh, you know, CG and stuff. So, what's well, funny? Uh, people, but, are saying, but like the quality of it is is still pretty good. Yeah, quality, right? But it's funny people don't like the like Netflix animation with like Transformers or even uh, Pacific Rim. They they don't like the right. way that looks. So I could see that's that'll be this generation's bad CGI. Like the next, I guess it would be the generation younger than me that can't handle it. <laughs> but it's just so funny. So. It, it's a weird tangent, but I, I just want to throw out there. So one one game series that was recently coming stateside is the new Guilty Gear game. Mm-hmm. And I only mention it because they it they're 3D characters now. It, it was one of those like traditional like 2D animation style games, very anime influenced and everything. But my goodness, like watch a trailer of that that 3D modeling that they've got going on because it it's i can't put my finger on it but it, it's it is a step above everything else you've probably seen so far like like for things like hair and clothing like it, it just has it has that like anime style flow to it but is 3d it, it's it's fascinating just go check that out if you haven't seen it interesting well, speaking of games, Sorry, uh, Pat, <laughs> Pat, you found a game. Was it Mass Builder? What do you think? You found that game. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's all right. I haven't delved into it yet more. I want to. Uh, I want to take it, check it out a little bit more. It's uh, what does it stand for again? Mo- uh, mechanized assault. I can't remember it now. Yeah, it's it's an acronym of some sort. Yeah, and you basically pretty much you bu- build you and aliens, pilot your own right? mech. Yeah, and you fight yeah. aliens. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was a mouse and keyboard game or a joystick or uh, a keypad game or not a keypad game, but an X-pad. What do you call those things? A game controller? Game controller. <laughs> Fuck, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> uh, kind of a game. Uh, a uh, What do they call those old uh, the uh, ones that had the swivel? Just had the, the turny thing and one button? Those a pads? paddle? Yeah, paddles. Oh. Paddle game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a paddle game like Pong. I don't yeah, know. That's right. Uh, but it does interest. Uh, the graphics look really good on it. Um, it's not that expensive. It's only 21, yeah. 21 bucks American, I guess. Uh, but you can... Uh, yeah, I was curious about the gameplay. I was I I don't really like, like action games. And that's what it kind of seemed like to me, where it's just you're kind of fight in real time. I'm a, I'm a turn-based guy, although I, you know, I think Cyberpunk got me into a little bit of first-person shooting, but yeah, it's it's those action games, I don't know, it's a little too much going on on the screen for my old eyes. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot to it as far as an enhancement. There's like a whole different tree involved. I like that uh, idea, like the, uh, the role-playing game kind of end of it where you're 
changing it has, and stuff. Yeah, it does have a world map, so there is a, a tactical side to it. Yeah. Uh, but looking at the screenshots and everything, I don't know if it's uh, a fighter game kind of game or what was it's, that? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It looks kind of like that where it's just. It looks definitely third person ish. Yeah, we'll see. I'm sure you'll break down and bite at some point, and then you'll tell me. At some point, it's still it's still an early. <laughs> yeah, it's still an early access game, and right now it's uh, on fifteen percent off until July eighth. So you have seven days when this uh, podcast drops to grab it. Yeah, if you're interested. <laughs> and if you are, let us know how it is. Uh, another thing that Robotech is in the news again. They're going to be uh, Funimation. They're going to be streaming it there, which it's already streaming everywhere. I wonder if it's going to be taken off the other streaming platforms and only be on Funimation, which would be terrible. But but a new Blu-ray release and Steelbook is coming out. The Steelbook, I think, has like, exclusive mech and stuff with it. And, you know how Steelbooks are. So <laughs> it looks like Robotech is uh, they're they're really pushing it for, I think it's September. That's all coming out. So it's it seems to be uh, back, maybe because they can now sell it in uh, Europe and Asia, so they can they can spread its wings. So there you go, Robotech's in the news. Uh, <laughs> also, the Gundam live action movie's been in the news. the uh, The director Jordan uh, Voigt Roberts, I guess is his name. He did a little video, and yeah. it turns out he's a huge Gundam fan, which is awesome. He used Gunpla back in the day, and yeah, he brought out some old gunpla models he found in his mom's house, which I thought <laughs> They're was like hilarious. They're missing their arms and stuff, which is hilarious, because <laughs> that's what happens with those uh, models all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. So that's, that, once again, uh, not to bash on Michael Bay, but I hate Michael Bay, and I hope he dies. But <laughs> he, he, <laughs> hated, he hated Transformers. Like, why would you put someone who doesn't like the franchise yeah, in charge? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing I didn't like. Why did you even take that movie, then, if you hate Transformers, Michael Bay, you big moron? Yeah. Well, you like. I mean, so, I mean, sometimes it can work out. Like Paul Verhoeven was notably not a fan of Starship Troopers. Have you read Starship Troopers, the book? I have. It's been a long time, though. It's yeah, not a story. But... It's it's literally not a story. The movie is a story, at least. The book. I can see yeah. why he's not a fan of that story. The I'm book. Not, I just I'm not remember, a fan. The book is a manifesto, is what it is. Yeah. It, it's, I, well, not even. It's just kind of like, hey, this is this is this I re- guy. <laughs> the thing I remember in the book. Uh, was that they described everyone, like anyone that died, as having bought the farm. Like it was, they used that phrase a lot. And it was like, that guy almost bought it, but he didn't. Uh, I'm not a Handline so. fan either, so. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but then there there are other times where like some reverence for the source material can go a long way. Like, I feel like that was missing from the latest Predator um, oh, yeah. movie too though ironically like it was from one of the original writers of the original Predator weird well once again though he probably had a different idea what he, Predator is than we do right we only know it from he had it in his head back in the day but he thought it should be it used to have Jean-Claude Van Damme in it and yeah. it looked completely different so yeah it'd be like watching Star Beast which was the alien original alien it's like no it's a different thing <laughs> and yeah, I can see if it's a, but when it's a franchise like this, where you at least have to have some care about it. I know it, it, cause it goes deep. Transformers goes deep and he just didn't care. Yeah. And I think Gundam probably even goes deeper. So you need someone who understands the whole history of Gundam to at least get the, get the, cause Gundam has really themes. Like I think that's the whole mm-hmm. point of it. You have to kind of, at least have the themes, maybe not copy anything exactly, but at least cause I think a lot of, a lot of things can be different than the original but as long as it has the feel of the original it's still good where mm-hmm. least, or like that's the same ethos right yeah or like you don't want yeah. optimus prime saying i'm gonna kill you and rip people's heads off that's not what optimus prime's yeah. about <laughs> like that was the problem with those baby movies he didn't understand the, even the characters where at least hopefully i don't know i have no idea if this gundam movie is going to be based on anything i hope i i, I assume it's going to kind of be based on the original gundam but who knows? I would hope so. I would hope so. Could be completely different. Could be something brand new, which is not unknown for Gundam either. So, sure. But yeah, excited about that. Uh, and last thing, I'm going to give a shout out to John Barros, a good listener. And uh, yeah, if you want books to read, Brian, there you go. He he writes a lot, lot of uh, good mech fiction, but yeah. he's also doing uh, 3D files. He has a he has a Patreon, I guess, and he does on Cults 3D. He also has stuff, but he's uh 
got a lot of stuff for he does uh, weapon mods and stuff for 40k knights and stuff like those kind of mechs. So if you're into 40k or you just like that kind of stuff, check that out. I have the link in the show notes and uh, shout out to him. So cool. Yeah, it's good stuff if you if you like 40k stuff. Yeah, in general. I mean, yeah, you have to buy the 40k model first, so you still have to spend 100 bucks. 100 bucks. Knights are way more than 100 bucks. Wow, I, I was a, being. I, I think a uh, just like a what is a Riptide? It's like 150 or something like that, and that's like a third the side of a knight. <laughs> Knights. I think what you can do, I'm sure, if you go to certain places on the internet, you can find a 3D print for a knight, and then buy <laughs> John Barry Ross's. Uh, there is there is that, but we don't advocate for that, do we? I do. If it's 40k, yes. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think there's any other news. I think I covered it all. all right, I only let's... had a lot of news because I had nothing to uh, report. So there you go. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, jump on into the Mech Bay Hangar. Now entering the Mech Bay Hangar. And welcome to the Mech Bay Hangar, guys. Today's topic. I wanted to get everyone's opinion on your top three strongest mechas Ever. 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 Ever, ever? Ever. The most ever. The most ever strongest. And there's a lot to choose from. And mm-hmm. also, from across how do you the world. strongest, too? Well, that's true. But we'll, so I'll start. Okay. My number three, I, and this in my list, I Mecca spans a vast array of stuff from <laughs> tabletop games to books to movies. Mm-hmm. So I tried to pick a little bit of everything while also trying not to pick what I think you guys would pick. <laughs> I had a hard time with this, so I think I picked pretty common ones. So so I went with my number three. I went with the Atlas from Battletech. I, I was nice. thinking about that because it is... Because uh... it's, it's a beast as yeah. far as that game is concerned. I mean, yeah. if we, you know... Uh, in the Alpha Strike, it, it can't overheat, and it's got like a ton of dice at medium and short range, so it, it could soak up. It's got probably the most armor I've seen on on a sheet. Yeah, is the Atlas the most probably one of the most the common badass mech? I I don't know if there's much out there that would be I, better than that. I mean, I mean, I think just because I went with both old school classic BattleTech and Alpha Strike. Uh, it's got strengths in both and makes which I think is better than some. It's a good choice. I may just <laughs> didn't say Battlemaster because I know it's your favorite. It is, but <laughs> Battlemaster is not as, as tough as the good. Atlas. And it's not that good. You just no. like it because of what it was. <laughs> yeah. And it was the first this was the first mecha that I ever saw yeah. in the book with that sword and dagger book. So I was like, oh. That's why I like the Marauder. And it's also uh, a Dugram. Yes. So that would be my number three. Now it's it's about on my list because I think there are the things I kick the shit out of it, but <laughs> kick the poop out of it. So what do you, what do you got for your three, uh, uh, Brian? So for my number three, um, I went with Gunbuster. Mm. Um, oh, I almost picked him too. From from Gunbuster. <laughs> um, <laughs> The, the the big thing being like it's 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 a weird show where it does start off as like a a real mecha kind of show, um, and then it hits this turning point where uh, the characters like gain confidence in themselves. It's technically like two spaceships that join up to make this thing, and uh, and then it just. It like it shoots lasers out of all these ports. Uh, it really wrecks house with a lot of, uh, you know, space monsters. And then it has this magic cloak that comes out of nowhere and deflects, you know, attacks from you. So it's a lot of fun. Like the fights that you see it in are a lot of fun. The rest of the show is kind of eh, could take or leave it. Um, but it, it it's. It is one of those mechs, like, the, the final scene this thing has. Um, well, I, I guess I'm going to spoil it a little bit, because it, it, it is from 1988. It is as old as I am. Uh, <laughs> like, like, this thing is powered by, like, these two generators, and in order to uh, 
kind of stop stop the aliens from attacking uh, and set off this big bomb. They literally like rip one of like it basically like rip, reaches inside its own rib cage and rips out one of its hearts, if you will, and shoves it into the bomb to explode. And then, like, proceeds to try to escape a, a like, the event horizon of this black hole bomb going off. And it, it's, like, there there is this, it, it's not a mech that has any kind of real personality to it or anything like that. But there is a sense at the, at the very end of it where it does manage to get the two pilots back home safe. And there's like nothing left of it. Like it is literally, I think it has one arm remaining. It's kind of just a torso and a head. All the rest of it got ripped apart, but it got them home safe. <laughs> Granted, a couple thousand years in the future. Uh, <laughs> Damn time dilation. Right. That, that's one of the that's one of the highlights of, Gun, of the Gunbuster show. So uh, I definitely like the mech. It's it's super overpowered. And toes that line between real mecha and super robot. Um, but it's fun. So how about you, Rob? What's your number three? I'm going to go with a Voltron, but not the Lion Voltron, which is, you know, everybody goes Lion. But my favorite Voltron, and the, I think the more powerful Voltron, is the vehicle Voltron. Voltron 1, as they call it, or from the anime Dairuger. And it's, uh, come on, it's three teams of five vehicles, air, land, and sea. <laughs> What's that? That's Fifteen right. vehicles make up this 15 robot. Fifteen vehicles. Yep. <laughs> it's got the same sword, though. Well, yeah. Form blazing sword. It's just, uh, you know, it's it's part of the uh, franchise. When you buy the franchise, you get the sword. You get the blazing sword. Yeah. You you don't have to have the same look of your Voltron, but you get the sword. Yeah. But I do I do enjoy the vehicle one better than the lion one. That's for sure. It, yeah, it's it's pretty classic, and I I. Once again, each of those teams can form into little versions of it, like little different vehicles, and or they could be all separate. A lot of lot of uh, um, adaptability, I guess, with this one, and I think it's the uh, strongest of the Voltrons. Um, Voltron, I think the other one that was never made. I'm not sure about that one, but I think yeah, we, we don't know how big, we don't know how strong the the three robot Voltron is. But you got to think the uh, the lions. You know, the head is pretty much where they sit, so. You know, this Voltron's going to be much larger than the Lion Voltron. I would assume Vehicle Voltron, since there's 15 vehicles that make it up. Not five <laughs> Lions, 15 vehicles. Five times bigger, that's what I say. <laughs> so that's my choice, Vehicle Voltron. What about you, Pat? What's number two? Number two for me is I'm bringing it back home to Gundam, but not the original Gundam. I'm going with Gundam <gasps> Wing Zero. <gasps> Gasp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking Gundam Wing Zero as my... Strongest number two, and what I would consider the second strongest mech because of the zero system that it comes with, mm. that allows the 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 pilot and the robot to interface, and he just gets flooded with all the tactical information, has every outcome of every possibility shown to him. Uh, but the downside to all that is that it takes a heavy toll on the pilot, which is why yeah, he only gets to be pilots. That's why he gets the well. This is why. <laughs> Gundam Wing gets to be number two and not the strongest. Ah. You just have a lineup and they just keep throwing them plus, out. Plus it's got wings to block shots. That always looks cool. It yeah. is a pretty pretty iconic look, the Gundam Wing. I, I still get a kick out of that Endless Waltz. They just kind of treated it as, oh, these aren't upgrades. This is what it always, they always look like this. <laughs> Don't you remember? It was always looked like yeah, this. Yeah, always, they always look like this. No. <laughs> Silly no, people. Remem- you remember wrong, that's all. That's true. Uh, but, you know, it was also my re-emergence back into Mech and Gundam when that Gundam Wing came out. Yeah. Was, I think that was the first Gundam show I watched. Was it Gundam Wing? Or what was the other one that came out around the same time? I think it was Gundam Wing, though. G, G Gundam? No, it was Wing. Because I had a poster on my wall, I remember. Yeah, Gundam Wing came first, and I think G Gundam, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was... Well, it was G... 80s or 90s? Because Zeta was 80s. Yeah, Zeta uh, was definitely 80s. Gundam Wing was 90s because my nephews were. It was definitely 90s. Young. Wing is definitely 90s. Yeah. yeah. I just can't remember when G showed up. Me neither. I suppose I'm in front of a computer. 94 <laughs> was G. Okay. And Wing mm-hmm. was. Wing was. I might have been first then. 
Wing was no ninety five, so it was a year after. Oh, all right. Yeah, it was a close race. All right, Brian, what's your number two? Okay, well, my number two is I won't lie, Voltron was on my list. And Voltron I was gonna, on my list too, but I knew someone was going to take it. I, I was going to say the the new Netflix one in particular. Oh, uh, you're going for um, Alliance. There you go. You can still do that yeah. one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll stick with that one. So the like, I I absolutely loved the uh the the reboot the Netflix series did for Voltron. Like I I'd, I'd watched the old the Lion one uh, growing up was among some of those first anime that I was exposed to, like Speed Racer and stuff like that, um, and, and Robotech. And um, never really had any of the toys, but uh, I really liked the reimagining. I think the characters were really fascinating. The lion, like the what they did with the lions to really kind of give them a, a connection with their, their pilots, um, I, I thought was a, a really compelling piece, and you know, on on top of also being incredibly powerful, like it, it's a big part of that show was okay. These characters, when they do all truly unite with one another, like they can do the impossible things, um, and so that's that's uh, that's why it's number two. It's not quite at number one for me. But uh, I, I did really like the show, and uh, I really like that mech. And so back to you, Rob. Uh, yeah, for my number two, I uh, now I'm just going for size, because size <laughs> matters. But I chose the SDF-1. Yeah, it's it transforms. And I was going to take the SDF. I almost took the SDF-1, too. Yeah, for Robotech it, and Macros. It was. It was a, a fallback one on my list. <laughs> See, well, it can't. It's the FDF, STF-1. But when that transforms for the first time, and you're like, oh, my God, that whole thing could transform into a giant robot? It blew my little kid mind. I was mm-hmm. just like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I think that's kind of uh, why I still love Robotech to this day. Because yeah. things like that happened, and he was like, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, yeah, I can't believe this is a giant robot. <laughs> with a, with a uh, aircraft carrier and a battleship for arms. Like, that's, mm-hmm. come on, what more do you want? What more do you want, people? But and it, and uh, like it, in in Macross, like they they continued to build those bigger and better. I know there was the Mega Road, which I think uh, was that one mentioned in Robotech canon. It, it would have been like the second one that yeah. Rick, there's an SDF two and there's an SDF three in Robotech. Yeah, and, so oh, that's true. It probably yeah, was they one had, of those that they've transferred. Yeah, over. they had them like back to back or something. Um, but they, they, there's like the Macross 7, which is an even bigger ship. There's uh, the Macross Quarter, which is like this mercenary one. That's They're all kind of designed after that original SDF-1 design. Uh, so they, they continued the tradition to make those things <laughs> humongous and fun. And they continue to punch things. That's it. You punch, <laughs> yeah. When you punch into a Zentradi ship, come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Well, that, that's uh, the, the Daedalus attack definitely sells yes, that thing. Daedalus attack, and yeah, point defense. You got a point defense lasers. Come on, mm. and uh, it is super powerful. Obviously, it's it was so powerful you couldn't use it all the time. So they had to have a reason why they couldn't use it. So <laughs> we, not enough power. We got to go back to just being a ship. Otherwise, they just stomp their way through this Nitrati and be like, "Oh, it's done." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yes, that was it. Now we're on to number ones, Pat. What do you got? All right, so my number one is probably the pinnacle of powerful mecha. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it ends here because where else can you go? And that is Super Tengen Topa Gurren Lagen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that thing is as big as universe. It uses galaxy as throwing stars. It can attack <laughs> through time and space. Yeah. Uh, it's just so powerful. It's it's a joke. <laughs> it can definitely punch through reality. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it it has a it contains a multiverse in its drill. Uh, it, it's it's <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. I mean, just, just whoever thought of this, what can we do to make the biggest and most powerful mech ever? Well, it was it was like yeah, I I'm just gonna do this so there can be no nothing bigger. This is it. Yes. 
we we want to have that number one spot, and yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my number one because none can beat it. That's cheating. What do you got, Brian? So um, I've got I'll, you know I'll throw I'll throw one out there that it's really strong. Some people will probably disagree, uh, but also from a Gundam series, but not the original. I'm talking about the Strike Freedom Gundam. Uh, so this oh, is yeah. from the Gundam Seed franchise. And um, this one is is an incredibly powerful mech. Uh, lots of lasers, lots of, uh, you know, just, just ability to do stuff. Uh, the pilot, Kuri Yamato, is um, a lot of people would say a little too overpowered <laughs> himself. Um, but like when he's in the seat of this thing, so one of the, one of the big things over the course of that series, uh, especially into Seed Destiny, to a kind of a egregious uh, points, they kind of make a big deal about not killing anybody. Um, to, to disable mechs as opposed to, you know, killing the pilots and everything like that. And I know Gundam Wing had a, a similar philosophy near the end. Uh, <laughs> but in this case, um, like, this guy could do it single-handedly with no, like, with absolute precision. So uh, the Strike Freedom is an incredibly powerful mech. And, and put into the hands of Kira Yamato, who, who has, you know, uh, new type-like powers um, on, on a scale that no one can really match him. Um, even when there's another protagonist that he steals the show from. Um, I'll, I'll give Strike Freedom a, a spot on this list. Technically, my, my number one was also Gurren Lagann, not going to lie. <laughs> So, so he kind of got the the uh, bump up the ladder just because uh, he he honestly would have been a little bit lower on my list, but it's still a really cool mech. Uh, I think Pat should have gone last because how can he beat uh, freaking yeah a universe? So, but uh, for an OP Gundam, I think that works. Yeah. How about how about you, Rob? Do you have I a thought, number one? I thought that I was going beat? big. I've never watched uh, Gurren Lagann, so I never knew about this this universe expanding one. But uh, so I went big, and I was like, "He's a planet. How much bigger you can get?" <laughs> but of course, little did I know. But my final choice from Transformers: The Movie, The Eater of Worlds, Unicron. Once again, a great transformer transformation se- sequence. You think, "Hey, he's just a planet that eats worlds." Then he turns into a giant robot that eats worlds, and you're like, "Well, that did it. There you go." Yeah, <laughs> he does. He does get punked by uh, by Deus Ex Machina, uh, Rodimus Prime. But come on, he would he would have won. His head does float off at the end. He doesn't die, but he, <laughs> he is a planet, so he is yeah. uh, pretty awesome. And I don't know if you guys have seen that uh, toy that Haslab made. It's the size of a small child. Yeah, and it's uh, it takes like two hours to transform. It uh, was pretty impressive. I of course didn't buy it because it was like $600 or something like that. But right. I've seen a lot of videos on it and it is an impressive, impressive toy. But Unicron, the eater of worlds, also Orson Welles final performance. So there you go. Oh, that's True. right. And, and I will throw out. So one honorable mention, uh, at least from, from my end and it's honorable mention because I haven't seen the anime, but I, I know of its infamy is the Adeon. From oh, Space yeah. Runaway a Day. Yeah, I almost, almost yeah. said him too. Yeah, the thing's uh, huge too, yeah. It is it is ginormous as far as I understand, and it has lots of guns and children get murdered on it, like <laughs> that that's all I know about a day on. That's the the most powerful mech is the one that kills children. My uh my honorable question was gonna be EVA one. Yeah, I was gonna say nobody mentioned uh, those ones. Yeah, well, the problem with her is she's got that five-minute battery life, but then it goes berserk, but it can shoot. It well, has when, a... When it the, gets kind of off its chain in, in the the new berserker mode and stuff, like, the, the Ava units are definitely scary. Yeah, especially with their AT feels and the getting AT feels and everything. Mm-hmm. 
Like, like they, they really, uh, they definitely qualify to be on this list. They're super yeah. powerful. Normally, their only like weapon is like a knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're and they're killing things with just a knife. Yeah, they're like they're, angels. They're not just killing things; they're killing angels. That's true. They're, they're killing things that are ending worlds. So yeah, yeah, uh, violently, <laughs> literally supernatural murderers. Yes. You got an honorable mention, Rob? I was going to say the uh, Evangelion ones because they definitely are super powerful. Those things. That was going to be yeah. my honorable mention also. All right. uh, I found this list pretty hard because it. Uh, I haven't watched any with, with ridiculously sized uh, mechs in it. Yeah, it was. It is hard though because there are so many mecha suits and robots out there that you just couldn't pick one. Like in the grand scheme of things, the Atlas is probably the weakest on this. All three of our <laughs> list. Yeah, like in, it, in its yeah. own world, it's. But I wanted. Brilliant. I wanted yeah. to try and break it up a little bit. So, yeah, because yeah. like the the real the real mech uh, franchise really. Like they they do kind of quail in comparison to a super robot series because yeah. it's, it's super robots do kind of defy physics. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about uh, Pacific Rim, like the Jake the Jaegers, and uh, yeah, I, I was gonna think of the Atlas or one of those ones from BattleTech, but I was like, yeah, you, yeah, super robots are always gonna be bigger and better, That's true, and and ridiculously overpowered. But I wanted to get in there just uh, just to give it a shout out because. Yeah. In its own right, it's still a powerful robot. It is indeed. Oh. So, all right. Well, if anyone else has got anything, feel free to comment in the show notes or the Facebook page. Let us know if we missed something that's bigger and better than Gurren Lagann. It's impossible. It's not a. It's not a possibility. You can punch row, through time and space. Row, that's all row, I gotta say. fight the power. <laughs> so, uh, but give it a shout out and. Uh, We'll chat about it. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So let's uh, move on to Xville. What's Xville out of here? All right. And welcome to the Xville where we leave yous. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was a fun little quick chat with. Uh, and people's opinions on strongest mechs. Um, who's next? I'm next. So, Rob is next. Rob is I remember. next. And we're going to get the hobby time going. Hopefully we'll, we'll have more. It is the middle of summer, so probably yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. we, we, have, we have delusions of grandeur about getting stuff done, but it, it, it's going to happen. I got to get that neon zinc built. I really want to build that damn thing. <laughs> I really want to get my hobby desk back up. <laughs> get so, to Peyton again. We're slightly motivated here, so Yeah. Yeah, I do I do want to get some stuff done. And now's the time to be able to prime stuff too, so Yeah. yeah. So sure. let's get that going. And then we gotta get you ready for your visit for Gen Con and Yeah, September. All the other ones so we can get some games in. Yeah, it's already July. So yeah, I'm gonna. I am gonna film uh, an Alpha Strike game with uh, my buddy John, who I play Cav and Alpha Strike with. Uh, when we played, we chatted about doing that and getting it up on the Mobile Arm Radio YouTube page. So, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Yes, that could, we, we do that need could, to that do more stuff. That could have probably went into the Comstar also. <laughs> we do need to get stuff done. Pat, Pat just puts where the Comstar wherever he wants these I'm days. A, I'm in a I'm in a free format, man. There ain't no constraints with me. <laughs> He's the host. He can do what he wants. That's true. True. Next, I lose that, I lose that power next month, though. Yes, next month it's yeah. under my iron fist. Iron fist, and there will be no talking outside of the subject. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll, be happy, you'll be happy if I let you talk at all. But uh, yeah, fun times. And right. uh, always check out our Facebook and and our Discord. Discord, we, we, we're on it sometimes, but not that much. Yeah, I'm not too much on the Discord or the Twitters myself. But Sorry, uh, guys. Me neither. We got Twitter. and uh, But, yeah, I think the Facebook is probably the most active area. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there you go. Come visit. Yeah. Come visit. Say hi. Uh, maybe we'll even do a live stream hobby with everybody. That could be fun. So... 2BD, TBD. 2BD. 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 
All right. Well, from Mobile Radio, I've been Chopper. I'm Brian. I'm still Rob. We will see you in 30 plus days. How many days are in July? 31. 30 plus. <laughs> 30 plus one. 30 plus days. So, bye-bye. 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 <laughs> this has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at MArmorRadio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion.